Earlier this year, I got a message from Jade that she found out that her sister knew someone who could see reptilians. I have to admit that it was only this year that I was exposed to the world of ETs. I mean, the, the bigger world of ETs, yes. I knew about gray aliens from all the movies and games throughout the years, but I never imagined it would be similar to Star Trek with a wide list of ET species with different motivations, different missions, different intentions. I have to apologize for the buzz in my audio. It was raining quite hard when we recorded this. Join us as our guest Mason tells us when he started seeing ETs, the Avalonian beings he'd encountered, and the current path of healing he has decided to undertake. Enjoy. Tonight we have a, a guest who initially uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jade actually. Jade told me that uh, her sister knew someone who could see... Uh, it started with that, eh? Mason, just to let you know. She told me that you could see reptilians here, in, here on Earth. And uh, of course, uh, I'm being a, an alien fanatic. So uh, I was so excited that there was someone who could, again, enlighten us on the things you've seen. Because from, for most of the people we've talked to who are psychics, not all of them are able to pick up on the extraterrestrials or the ETs who are visiting Earth. So we can go to that later. <laughs> uh, so we, we can start with, uh, when did it start for you? What age did you realize that you, you were experiencing something different? It started around 2017. That's what I would call my dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that term. Me personally, no. Dark night of the soul is the first stage of spiritual awakening where if you're like, where you suddenly feel like something's wrong with the world, like something's not enough. And then you start mm. getting into spiritual practices, esoteric practices, alternative and holistic modalities to help you grow. And this is when your issues really start coming out. And this is when your psychic abilities start opening, if you have the gifts for it. So out of nowhere, I was just at home one day and I started hearing voices telling me telling me negative things like I should kill myself and stuff like that. So I freaked out because I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. Because prior to that, I'd read about reptilians and grace, but I never really it never really occurred to me that I'd be experiencing this type of world. So I wasn't sure what was happening. My psychic vision started opening at that time. I wouldn't necessarily see aliens at that time or entities, mm-hmm. but I would see colors like gray colors. Which in black colors, at hindsight, that was like the color of their energy of like the aliens, Mm-mm. the dark aliens who were attacking me. Mm-mm. And I, my psychic abilities weren't, my third eye wasn't strong enough to see them clearly yet, but I could pick up on their colors. Mm-mm. So it went on for like a year of me just hearing them and seeing colors. And it really made me go batshit because like, Obviously, if you're not exposed to this before or prior, it's like you don't know what's going on with you. Yes. So I got really depressed and anxious. And I what, really what, what age out. were you? Sorry, can I ask? I was around 18. Okay. So it really like hindered me in school because at that time I went abroad and I really failed university because I really couldn't focus. I couldn't. I was just stuck in my room. I was hiding because I was just so scared and nothing was working for me. And then slowly I started seeing them clearest day Mm -hmm. 
And that's when I started to realize that, oh, okay, this is an awakening. So fast forward to today, I see aliens, entities, both good and bad, mm-hmm. and elementals like the dwarves, the fairies, the dragons, mm-hmm. and dolphins. I see them all the time, every day. Mm-hmm. It's like my psychic vision is like, you have the third dimension, the physical plane. Yes. And it's like, there's a movie that is superimposed in it mm-hmm. in my eyes. So I can't turn them off and I can't tune them out, but I just mm-hmm. see it all the time. It's like I'm operating, my eyes are operating on multidimensional sites yes. all the time. So I always see them now and I always hear them. But now the difference between me and when I was 18 in 2017 is that I really started getting into good energy work and I started making routines for myself. My gifts got really enhanced over time as I grew and I'm very protected. So yeah, there's a lot of things I see every day. Uh, I see the reptilians. They look like, well, a lot of them look like Godzilla, but smaller versions without the spikes. So you can imagine that they're literally these lizards that walk on their hind legs and they're black and they're really slimy. And then you see the E.T. Grays, which are literally like, you know that gray alien emoji in the iPhone? Ah, yes. Oh. That's literally what they look like. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I see them all the time because they try to get to me. The thing about uh, when you awaken into, a, into the ascension process is that they're attracted to your issues. And yes. if you don't really have issues with the dark, for example, in theory, if someone doesn't have fear of the dark, mm. of dark beings, or they don't have curses, spells that are negative, or issues to the dark, like emotional, psychological issues, like paranoia or conspiracy theories, it's like they can still come for you because as you get brighter, it's like a disco ball and they're attracted to it. Yes. Mm-mm. So I see them all the time, like every day I'm dealing with them, but I'm, I'm very protected. But my best friend is a psychic and, you know, it's really interesting because she's not as sensitive as me, mm-hmm. but we have similar abilities and we have a, sp- uh, we have a very similar path. And when we, I, we clear each other, we heal each other and we see the same things. Yes. So like, for example, I won't like, this happened like a few days ago, we were clearing her. I was clearing her mm-hmm. and I just noticed something that wasn't an alien or entity, but it was like a negative issue. Like energetically, I could see it in her aura. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say anything about it. But then later on, we were talking and, you know, I told her, oh, I saw this. And she's like, yeah, I saw the same thing. So it's really interesting because, you know, it's really really fun to verify each other's Mm -hmm. and insights. So it's been a really interesting process. I would say that I'm not in a dark night of the soul right now. I'm just really focusing on my mental health and Mm -hmm. self-care. So it's been a lot smoother compared to a few years ago and even last year. Actually, you're the first one I've talked to that has recently opened. I mean, you've been awakened, what, three, four years, right? So if I may ask, we can cut this out. Uh, Was there a traumatic event for for it to trigger in in 2017? No, actually, it just opened out of nowhere. And it's like, I just started hearing voices and started seeing colors and energy in general. Like, I always see energy, like, you know, static on the television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I always see it all around me. Like every space is occupied with static. It's just a form of energy, etheric energy. Yes. And every space has it. Like if I were to move a water bottle off the table, that space is filled with static. But this, but it's not inside the water bottle. It's around it. It's like any space that is open has it. So, so how did you learn to accept it? Meaning, uh, the, the uh, my thought process is, if before this, before 2017, were you open to the idea of the unknown, of the the invisible world? Yeah, actually, it started with angel numbers. I just started seeing all of angel numbers, so I'd Google them, mm-hmm. and then I was just really drawn to them. That's how my spiritual world opened. Okay, this was around 2014. Mm-hmm. I started buying crystals. Well, my mom gave me my first crystal. It was really interesting because she gave me a quartz tower, a small quartz tower. And she she put it on my table while I was studying. And at that time, I didn't really think much of it. But for some reason, like, I didn't believe in it either. But for some reason, I started getting really focused okay. out of nowhere. Because mm-hmm. that's the property of the quartz crystal, right? It helps you to focus. It's one of okay. the properties. So I freaked out. And I just ran away and then after that i couldn't really feel anything because i think my fear suppressed my psychic abilities mm, yes. but that was like a key nexus point in my timeline with my spiritual awakening that's when i started to realize at hindsight that i could really feel energy and it just progressed from there question in manila are you seeing the grace and the reptiles oh they're elder all around the world <laughs> Okay. Have you tried communicating or... Because uh, the reason I ask this is uh, I've read, I've listened to this YouTube video of a person interviewing a reptilian. And the reptilian is saying that not all of us are evil. Yeah, that's what the reptilian is saying. And it's explaining that they live underground and all the other stuff you, you'd probably read about reptilians. And I just want to verify if you've been hearing or if you've heard of the same thing i don't think they're good though yes that's 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 a that's a, that's the general consensus because from what i'm getting intuitively is that the gray alien race and the reptilian race they're all dark beings they're not very evolved beings mm-hmm. their collective consciousness is very low mm-hmm. so they operate in fear and manipulation and deception and that's why they're on the planet to like harvest people's energies to control the planet through implants and technologies to attach to people to wreak havoc on the planet and humanity. It's really interesting because during COVID, a lot of them are here because they're drawn to the fear, the collective fear of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. Uh, have you tried? Have you communicated with other the other aliens from the galactic? Uh, I'm not sure what to, what to call it, but the galactic sounds Star Trek, but the Galactic Federation or the Galactic Council. Have you gotten in touch with any of them? Because uh, I'm a starseed, so I'm a Syrian okay. starseed. I don't know okay. if you've heard that. But yes, like, yes. Oh. It's just natural for me to see a lot of galactic beings that are light, not necessarily the dark ones. So I see a mix of them both, although it's usually dark. Um, mostly I see dark because I usually just keep to myself. Because, because those light ETs, they don't really communicate to you or come to you unless you really want something to say to you. Yes. So there, I just... They just leave me alone. If I may ask you again, so spirits are just there. You see them all the time. Yeah, it's like it's like astral wildlife. You just see everything. Okay. <laughs> it's like going to Africa and going okay. on a road trip, and then you just see all the animals. It's like that. Okay. 
how do you see elementals? Do you see them as do they have like a physical form, meaning in their in their energy form? Do they have a shape or? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. So I see different kinds of elementals. I see elves, and they literally look like they're very small. Yes. Maybe they're less. They're like two feet. Mm-hmm, Although yeah. some of them are a meter long, but they're generally very short. They're very, very generally, they're generally a short race. Mm-hmm. And you know, they have the pointy ears. They have usually fair skin. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they wear cone hats, but not always. It's really mm-hmm. funny to look at because like they're very playful. Well, the friendly ones are playful. And I see dwarves. They have beards. They're very small. They're hunchback. Do they communicate with you? Yeah, they do. They just say hi. Okay. <laughs> because like the thing about elementals is that they're everywhere. Like most houses have elementals. Yes. But not all of them are good elementals mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the thing about elementals is that they're generally just, you know, they're Mother Earth's assistants. Mm-hmm. But they can become unruly if there's an imbalance in them, if there's a problem that they face. Mm-hmm. For example, like a capra, if you cut down a tree, they're gonna get really upset and they might attack you or attach to you. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they're generally very they're very benevolent. Yeah. So in my house, there's a lot of elementals here because my house, I put the protection around my house and I clear my house every day. So it's a very light house. The vibration is very light. So a lot of elementals move in because they think it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. So I have water Chinese dragons in a fish pond. I have, there's like a white lady, not a scary white lady, but a friendly white lady yeah. dressed in a white dress with silver hair. And she has like her own apoca- uh, apocotherapy lab. Okay. She has like a table with flowers and crystals okay. and she just does stuff and she does it in the garden. So there's a lot of elementals at home. I live in the, I live in the subdivision. It's in the mountain. So it, mm. there's a lot of elementals here. Okay. I, I'd like to hear your theory about, uh, I mean, if you look at uh, European folklore, of course they have the elves, the fae, right? Like in uh, Lord of the Rings. So, wh- what's your theory with reg- with what you're seeing? Eh? What's your theory with regards to elves? I mean, the they're like an advanced human race or something like that. Or, I mean, w- what are your opinions on that? Well, elves are just elves. They've existed long before humans have. Well, it's interesting about European folklore because yesterday, because I did a reading on my friend the other day, my best mm-hmm. friend. And a part of her destiny is to harness white magic. She's mm-hmm. a white witch. It's in her blood. Her soul mm-hmm. has an ancestral land of a witch coven who lives in the spirit world. And yesterday, last night, these beings came to me. They're called Avalonian beings. I don't know if you've heard of them before. Uh, Have you guys heard of Avalonian beings? Familiar. I mean, Avalon, King Arthur, right? Yeah, it's connected to the King Arthur and Merlin myth and folklore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But basically, there's an energetic realm, like a kingdom in the UK, where they all exist. So it's filled with spirit people and elves and dwarves and other elementals. And they're very, they're very unusual in the sense that they are much more evolved and they're much more light and more high vibe than usual elves mm-hmm. and the normal elementals. And they're very powerful for white magic. Okay. They're, they're masters of white magic. So yesterday... A man who looks like Merlin, he's wearing a robe, a hooded robe, and he had, and his robe had so much details on it, like a Renaissance painting. Mm-hmm. And he came to me talking about my friend, like how 
my friends aligned to work with Alvalonian beings because she's a white magic witch and they're white magic people. And so, yeah, that was my first contact with Avalonian beings. Mm-hmm. And, another, and then I saw an Avalonian elf last night and an Avalonian lady also in a hooded robe. They're very fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and they're really powerful beings because I'm clairsentient, so I'm super sensitive to energy. Any energy around me, I pick up. And yeah. oh my God, like their energy is so nice. It's like I had a salt bath when I feel them. Okay. <laughs> Have you heard of that this place in the Philippines called Biringan? No, I'm not familiar with that. What is it? Okay, so there's supposedly this place down in uh, Samar. It's supposed to be a, a mythical city. It's a hidden mythical city. And people who live there, we've had uh, a few people tell us stories from grandmothers and grandfathers that supposedly there's this advanced human race. They're, again, they could not be human. There's this advanced race. That lives in that hidden world. And it sounds similar to the Avalonian beings you're saying, or the she. Is it the she? I mean, in, in UK, but they're, they're in a hidden city. And uh, again, people who pass through that area, people who walk in that area, sometimes they see, while walking in the forest, they see suddenly see tall buildings, tall, shiny buildings in the middle of the forest. And suddenly they're out of there. Meaning it, there's, it's like they're just passing through and they see it. Oh, okay. There are a lot of uh, theories as to what that place is. And uh, we talked to this girl from Amsterdam and uh, we, we also theorized that probably there are other places like this around the world, which again, you mentioned, there's, it's like an advanced uh, elf uh, place where they're more advanced than us. So I'm not sure if that's, that place is, I, I'm trying to, we're trying to figure out what that place is. What do you call the place again? Biringan. B-I-R-I. Biringan. Biringan, yeah. It's supposed to be a... They call it the Sun City. Am I correct? Yeah. Because it's supposed to be very advanced. And sometimes they say people, people's souls get stuck there. So again, that's another thing Okay, we're trying to understand. Uh, what other beings have, I mean, visited you? Um, Archangels, angels. Because my guides are archangels. I've seen Syrians in their spaceships. I've seen Pleiadians and Arcturians and Orion beings. Orion beings are supposedly evil, right? I mean, is that correct? Or not all of them? I don't think they're evil. Well, let me check right now. I think it's a really complicated issue because, you know, like humans, beings have free will. Yes. So Orion people are very, I mean, Orion beings are very advanced, but some of them choose not to be light people, not light beings. So they're worse than reptilians in that sense because our reptilians aren't very advanced beings, but Orions are. And like, yeah, that makes that makes them much more advanced and not they have more advanced technologies and a lot more powers. So mm-hmm. they're more dangerous. But most Orions are friendly. Like I've seen Orion beings and they're like they just say hi and stuff. Yeah. Am I right in with my theory with regards to aliens, uh, to ETs? Technically, they they do not need to have a physical body, meaning they can they can travel great distances just as astral in their astral form. Is that how it works for them? So I can't confirm if physical aliens are real, mm-hmm. apart from star seeds. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but like they just exist in their energy bodies and they travel through ships, or they just fly like Superman to travel through the 
astral plane, Earth, they're friendly beings to the, to the higher dimensions, and they go through wormholes and portals and gateways. That's how they travel around the world. There's a network of wormholes and gateways and portals around the world that both light beings and dark beings use. There's like the dark portals and dark gateways and wormholes, and there's light wormholes as well, light gateways and light portals. So it really depends on what you, what type of being you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So so can you pinpoint? I mean, they don't know you, but can you pinpoint any portals here in the Philippines <laughs> that you've well, seen? Portals are common. They can really? just open a portal if they want to. So ah. I can't really pinpoint like a giant portal. I think you're talking about a giant portal. Yeah, a giant portal. But I feel like Mount Pakiling is a has a giant portal and it's full of energetic vortexes. That's a very high vibe location in the Philippines. One of our usual questions also is if when you're, uh, we want to know the the similarities and differences of uh, elementals in other parts of the world. I mean, considering you you were awakened twenty seventeen, were you able to visit other countries aside from Australia and see the elementals in other countries? Yeah, I have. So I went to Japan like a few years ago, maybe two years ago, and I saw Kitsune. Okay. Ah, okay. So the thing about like folklore and mythology is that if it's all around the world, if that exists, it's probably real. Maybe the human people have not necessarily gotten their, they may not have described them accurately, whether they're good or bad, but they exist. They most likely do. Because I find when I encounter like myths and this folklore, they're usually real. But how come sometimes, uh, again, similar to what we've experienced with a story from Amsterdam, she was describing this tall creature who lives in her tree. So it's a capre, diba. Right? So I want to know, do, do we have more variety here in the Philippines or is it different for every part of the, for every country? Do they take shape based on the collective consciousness? Meaning if people think they look this way, they eventually look that way. Is that, does that make sense? I think the, the beings that you see really depends on your third eye because your third eye is like a lens and it has its own filter. It really differs per person. But So if you have a being, it can be seen in different ways, but they just are beings. They just exist. But I do get that, that girl in Amsterdam who has a tree and has a being there as a capre. Maybe she saw it differently from me. But in terms of variety, I feel like there are some varieties, but I'm not super familiar with it. I just get that intuitively. Uh, so I'll, I'll be asking some very weird questions. Huh? Because uh, when we talked to that girl in Amsterdam, she mentioned that she was kind of used as a channel. And they would sometimes channel beings. And they would communicate with these beings and learn from these beings. And one being that used to used to go in her was an at the best way she could describe it was as, as a it was a time spirit so if you watch the loki tv series it's like a, <laughs> it's like a timekeeper so again this was something new for us and i was like what they're time being so this being would would show her the timeline it would show her the time stream and the flow I am, and you mentioned earlier the nexus points. I think she mentioned something like that, that there are nexus points and it showed it to her. And have you experienced anything like that or talked to anyone, to any entity like that? I feel like that entity is a time guardian. They have like a time council. 
and they monitor timelines and the potential the potential timelines of humanity and people and the planet. I personally see timelines when I do readings on people and when I make my own decisions in life, when I do major choices, I always check the timeline. For me, it appears like a blue highway. If it's a blue stream of energy, like a blue highway, then it's a good timeline. If it's not, it usually turns dark and it's gray and it's full of black electricity. That means it's not a good timeline. So I make my choices based on that, aside from all the information I get physically. So at least you have a guide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of which decision to follow. Yeah. Can I ask, uh, are there other members in your family who have a gift or have a sensitivity? Not really. No, most of my family is an, are empaths, but they're not really psychic. Uh, another kind of um, personal question. We also talked to uh, the girl I mentioned, the girl who is who talks with extraterrestrials, ETs. Uh, she didn't say it, but we kind of guessed it and told her, ah, so you're a starseed. And she said, uh, uh, when I was young, uh, angels would come to my room and tell me that I am... May Tagalog, they have a Tagalog term. I forgot the Tagalog term, but when you translate it, it means star seed. Oh. So she said, "Yeah, maybe I am a star seed." But so what happened to her was when she was a baby, her, her mother said she died. She was uh, suffocated while in the womb, and then when she came out, she was alive. From the stuff I've listened to about star seeds, is they usually jump in the body if that bo- if the person dies, they jump in. I mean, so. Did anything similar happen to you when you were a kid or not that you know of? Uh, that never really happened to me as a kid. I feel like with walk-ins, it's usually star seeds. That's mm-hmm. what happens when like the soul doesn't want to leave, doesn't want to stay in the body anymore. So another soul comes in and they're usually star seeds, but not always. And I feel like that woman you're talking about is Arcturian. Like I can see her soul. Okay. It's right one. I would ask her. Uh, how do you, when you, you mentioned that you clear your house, I mean, you, you, you protect it. Is it something that you're, you could share to us? How, how you clear and protect your house? I make activations to help to, for my own personal protection to protect my belongings in my house. So right now, I have energetic grids that spin vertically on my aura and my property and land and my personal belongings. So you can imagine that, well, one of the activations that I made is an Aqualite triple grid. So Aqualite is a combination of the blue ray of protection and purification and the highest white light. It merges it together. It's, it's a synthesis of both rays of light. I'm not sure if you've heard of them before, but yeah. And then it's, um, it's harnessed into an energetic grid for protection. It exists multidimensionally. You won't, if you have a third eye, you can see it because I gave one to my dad and my friend saw it on him, I mean. And so, yeah. Well, basically, there's seven rays of God. Well, that's the general, you know, that's just the, the major race. You have the, the first ray, the second ray, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. So the first ray is the blue ray under Archangel Michael and El Moria, the Ascended Master. And it has the qualities of protection, purification, leadership, strength, will, power, act, taking action. And then you have like the 
white ray, which is the highest white light, which is strong for clearing, healing, and restoring balance. So I merge those two rays together to create activations based on those rays. And then you also have like the, the seventh ray, for example, which is the ray of transformation, transmutation. And it's the ray right now that is dominant in their age of Aquarius, which we're in right now. So actually, um, when we when we found out about all of this, well, we were we technically we started with little information, with tidbits of information about the the ascension of Earth. But it started out with a girl who we helped out because she felt that her her daughter was being haunted in their house. So we got in touch with a an exorcist. He's not a priest, but he's an exorcist, and he told us that for some reason at the start of this year, because of the ascension. Yeah, it's ascending. So it's ascending, but there there are negative uh, entities who are pushing it down. Yeah. So that's the reason the the frequencies are mixing, and that's the reason people are seeing more spirits, people are seeing more entities. Yeah. Okay. So he was right about, about that. Yeah, he's right. He's right. Yeah. So that's why, for some reason, a lot of people have been technically awakened this year. Some uh, some psychics are experiencing also more powers, more abilities. Yeah. That's true. Have you tried communicating with your, with your race, with your uh, Syrian? Um, sometimes, like, I would see a face in a spacesuit with a cape, and like I see one right now because it's visiting me. Okay, it has a very big head. It's similar to a gray head, but it's light. It's mm. uh, it's pale colored. It's like light blue. And it's just saying hi. Sometimes they visit me and they drop by. But yeah, I don't really talk to a lot of aliens because I just keep to myself. I just okay. really work with my guides. <laughs> okay. So so why do you think they, they're visiting you? It's because I'm Syrian and my vibration's really light. So my aura is very bright. And, you know, as I said a while ago, it's like a disco ball. It attracts all forms of creatures, whether it's dark or light, because they're drawn to your light. So it's very common for me to, to see a lot of beings of all forms go near me go and near talk you. to me yeah so have have you had any particular scary attacks or experiences um recently no but maybe last year i would see an entity it punch me in the face and i thought my body would actually get punched in the face really okay yeah C- can you describe that entity if you may it was a gray uh, okay uh, when we talked to again Miss May, Miss May said that when she was in communication with some some Greys and some, uh, I think Pleiadians, they were saying that we are in their past. This what is happening now, well, of course, it, it's in their past, and they're trying to whatever we might do has a big impact in the for them in the future. I think because of our greed because of our wanting to colonize other worlds it will eventually lead to a, a big war and a, and a great destruction of, of some sort and they are trying to sway us to a different path right now is that is that consistent with what you're hearing and as why star seeds exist they, they incarnate to help humanity so yeah that's pretty true okay so uh, th- what they're saying is again we, we were in their past and so, so have you been getting like downloads for of that information or that we're in their past? 
Did you mean that to be like they went through this before? Yes, that, that's what I'm reading from what she said. Um, the information is revealed to me, so I can't ah, say okay. about it. Okay. But yeah, there's a lot of star seeds and indigo children, crystal children, and rainbow children coming, and they've been here for a while already. Like I'm a crystal child. I'm a crystal star seed. Mm-mm. What does that mean? Sorry, can I ask? Uh, so you're a star seed, right? And then you can either be an indigo, rainbow, or, in, or crystal child. Not all star seeds are indigo children, crystal children, and rainbow children. But basically, indigo children are like here to create and destroy the old systems and create new systems for humanity, like topple down governments and stuff and to create new policies. Yes, They're very strong-willed and they're very... They can be very fierce. Mm-hmm. I personally don't know if I've encountered an indigo before, but that's what they're like, supposedly. Crystal children are here to to build on what the indigos have created with by enhancing it, whether it's through new new modalities like what I'm doing, mm-hmm, yeah. or spreading a lot of love in many different ways. And the rainbow children are similar to the crystal children, but I feel like their energy is a lot stronger. Too. Rainbow children, okay. So, but they're also star seeds, correct? Yeah, they're all star seeds. They're just different kinds of star seeds. I feel like the indigo frequency, the crystal frequency, and the rainbow frequency are energetic configurations for a soul. That's why some star seeds aren't child, aren't those children, but they're still star seeds. Yes. It doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, let's say, Arcturians are crystal, all crystal, uh, Syrian are. So it, it differs also. Uh, if you've tapped into that part of your your soul or your, I mean, I'm not sure how to say to describe it, your essence or your soul. Do you know the the past or the history of the Syrian race? I've never looked into it actually, but yeah, maybe one day I'll check into it. So when you go walking around, do you like see also uh, other star seeds? Have you tried to connect with other star seeds? So uh, my friends are star seeds. Some of them mm-hmm. are star seeds. So yeah, okay. I have an Arcturian star seed friend, a Pleiadian star seed friend, and another Pleiadian star seed friend. So I have, I have two Pleiadian star seed friends and one Arcturian star seed friend. It's a good thing that you were you were able to easily adapt to the change. I mean, it's been it's just been a couple of years for you to be able to accept and develop your skills it really wasn't easy at first mm-hmm. because i got to the point where i was suicidal because i was just going crazy and i was really depressed and anxious but it eventually got better as i empowered myself and i, I really started working on myself it really got better it wasn't easy at all Mm-mm. so it took it really took some time and i mean uh, struggles with yourself to to come to this place yeah uh, Sam, do you have any questions? No, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask for Sam since he's not asking it. Okay, so Sam, uh, we talked to this light worker in uh, in Denmark, and she said that uh, there's the reason Sam is experiencing this block is there's an intentional block on him, and I'm not sure if you're able to pick up on it or be intuitive. An intentional about. block? Yeah, because he again he he stopped seeing, stopped sensing. Everything. He's slowly get, regaining it now, but... Like a block from Sam himself or 
from someone something else i think i think um the light worker mentioned that um someone from that part of the dimension didn't want me to continually use my ability and intentionally blocked my my abilities so um what's that what's that group again the agency the, no no the the agenda the agenda there yeah <laughs> Wrong agency word. Yeah. but yeah the, the the agenda um she calls it she calls them the agenda which are apparently yeah apparently like negative uh, aligned extraterrestrial yeah, yeah. Negative aligned ETs. Oh, the negative alien agenda. So we don't know if 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 you're able to pick up on it, but again, uh, the light worker just gave Sam some uh, things to do and to cleanse it and to break it off. I'm not sure. We're trying to ask people with uh, skills like yours to ask if you're able to see something else because again, it's like a it's like asking the doctor for another opinion. But <laughs> what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Sam's aura right now. There's like a white golden column, which is light in his aura, but around it, it's kind of gray. There's a hole in his back. There's an auric hole in his back. Mm -hmm. And that's how the negative alien agenda entered. Well, they put suppressor implants and technologies in him to suppress his psychic abilities. So it went through the back, and now it's all over him. Okay. Mm. Okay. If you have those removed, if you have those removed, they'll probably come back, though. I mean, the abilities will probably start coming back. Although I don't really know how strong they are. I, I, I'm just checking quickly. But mm. it's not a guarantee, but it'll probably come back if those are removed because he's really sensitive. Yeah. I hope so because I feel incomplete. Yeah, I understand. What, would you be able to advise anything for him to to finally remove those things blocking him? Um, Let me check. One of the implants, is it an implant? No, it's a technology. It's a blocking divine intervention. It's blocking the crown chakra. That's funny because that's exactly what um, the light worker mentioned to me that it's on top of my head. It's the it's on top of my head, but at the back part. Yes, at the back part. Yeah. It's like, it's really interesting. I don't know how to describe it, but like, so it's on your crown chakra at the back of your head. And then there's like three metallic, funnels going back going all over your back it's like giant wires um can you can you tell me um what are the effects of the of these um metallic wires at the back um more anxiety and stress great <laughs> you get downloads of negativity <laughs> yeah like negative matrix downloads, like you know those matrix codes in a matrix movie, mm -hmm. the green ones. You have black ones all over your aura because it's downloading negative stuff into you. Is there a way for him to block it? You need the healing. Uh, he needs to, healing. Yeah. To extract all of that stuff. So I really need to to host that gig. <laughs> I know. I think uh, Mason is in, in touch with the healing house. I'm not sure if they do that in the healing house. Uh, remotely, do they do they do that, Mason? Yeah, well, I'm. They do, but I'm not sure who specializes in it for. Oh, that. okay. I think Sam, you might want to try to reach out to them and tell us, tell them about this, because Mason is the second one to be consistent with what he, what he's seeing about your yeah blockage. 
Also, Sam's a really strong empath, so you're absorbing a lot of stuff because your energetic boundaries are kind of weak and you have a hole in your back. So literally, like, if you have a hole, you know, if, like, in the same way that if a glass has a hole and water comes out, it's, it's similar but internal for Sam. So a lot of neg- negative energies from people in the environment entities come into his bath. That's the reason why I always keep myself inside my room and don't come out. Oh. I'm beginning. I'm beginning to become a hermit for like since for oh, it's almost two years, direct. Yes, two years, two years. That I've become a, a hermit. Yeah. Okay. It's starting to creep me out. I right, continue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mason, what kind of attacks have you? I mean, just just curious, but what attacks have you gotten? Uh, were there attacks when you start when you opened when you were awakened did things start to attack you when you were awakened yeah because i would feel like shit but i couldn't it's like i would feel shit i would feel like shit but mm-hmm. it wasn't in the physical body Mm-mm. just around it although i didn't understand at the time but those were psychic attacks on the aura but like psychic attacks can be beamed out of hands of like grays like they blast laser beams at you, mm-hmm. or they use weapons. Not okay. necessarily guns, but similar to guns. But you know, they have their own technologies to attack people. Mason, I'd like to run something by you, because when I was uh, again, you can tell me if this is just my imagination or whatever it is. Uh, maybe I think five or six years back, I had this very, very vivid dream of. Uh, while I was looking out the window in in our condominium, it's like uh, I could see I could see uh, aliens landing in the Philippines, and then I could see myself fighting some aliens. So I'm not sure if, if that was just a dream or <laughs> am I seeing something? You know, you're watching too much too much ET movies, too much sci-fi movies. I don't know. <laughs> um. I'm not sure. Okay. It's not available to me. Okay, okay. Sorry. It's okay. I might, I might be blocking you here. <laughs> so, sorry, uh, you were saying, uh, what, what kind of attacks did you get when you were starting out? I mean, when you were awakened? Um, From the grace. What were the attacks? They'd blast stuff at me. They'd spit stuff out of your mouth. It's like black sludge and it moves around. Oh, yeah. That, okay. Uh, grace or reptiles? Reptilians? Uh, both, but it's usually the grace that would come for me. Okay. Ah, yeah, that was a, what, what I was going to tell you pala. So the uh, starseed that I was talking to, she said that she got the message from them that the grace were us in the future. Eventually, we will turn into grace now. Supposedly, maybe humans, not all humans, but some humans. Ooh, that's interesting. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. So... That, that's the reason. I mean, probably negative aligned humans. I'm not sure. Also, have you encountered grace who are benevolent? No, I don't think they're benevolent at all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. They're just not an advanced race. Do they come in different sizes also, or are they usually yeah. just short? Okay. Some of them have really long legs, like be the size of a tree. Like the oh. whole body would be the size of a tree. Some of them are the size of human beings. Some of them are like one meter long, but yeah, they come in different sizes. There's like a whole variety of them. But is it true that the reptilians are really under underground? They'll... Um, I don't know. I don't. Probably not. Not probably not, because from what I've read and from what I've heard from 
other again uh, books and psychics talking about it. Apparently, uh, if you're familiar with Lemuria, our third yeah. root race, th- the reason it it got this, I mean, they disappeared or they were uh, attacked was because the reptilians worked with the greys to attack. So the reason Lemuria and uh, Atlantis was uh, technically destroyed is because of the reptilians. Um, I personally feel like the reason why Atlantis got destroyed is because they manipulated crystals in their own power. Mm. And it probably attracted reptilians and greys. Okay. But I have a Lemurian seed crystal, so I have like that's like my token of their civilization. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Lemurian seed crystals are really powerful. They have a lot of coding and wisdom from the Lemurians. Are you familiar with Lemurian seed crystals? No, actually no. Lemurian seed crystals are a type of quartz which have bars on them, like horizontal bars of them, like ladders. Mm-hmm. It's a very distinct, it's like, they're natural and they're not carvings. They're just really natural. And they're like, they're usually from Brazil. But yeah. And they, they're encrypted in higher mathematical language, which you can decrypt with energy work. Mm-hmm. And it, it has like data and wisdom and codes from the Lemurians. So, so how, what were you able to pick up from the ones you have? I've never really accessed it. Okay. But there is. But you can feel it's there. Yeah. I was talking to a healer about it, mm. and she was the one who told me it's encrypted in higher mathematical language. Uh, last question uh, before before we let you go. This is so interesting to me. But uh, again, we, the, the girl we talked to in uh, Amsterdam, she said that when she was uh, one of, we asked her if she's had uh, an ET experience, and she said, "I'm not sure if it is, but she said that while she was in her living room, suddenly." Well, she was still with someone. Now she she was she was in the room with someone. Suddenly, the it's like the room shifted, and a a, a tall, angular shaped uh, being, uh, without a face, came at her and started talking to her, and she couldn't understand it. But the light worker told us that it's probably a download, telling her information. But she, for her, she couldn't understand it. And from what they surmised, from after talking about the light worker and the the girl from Amsterdam, they were saying it's an ancient being providing her with uh, data. And supposedly that ancient being is uh, sort of a protector. So uh, uh, again, you're highly intuitive. I'm not sure if you're picking up anything from that from that story. It's her ancestor. Oh, okay. Okay. The thing about inf- um, the thing about energetic information is that it's not necessarily a knowing thing. It might just be a feeling thing. Yeah. Because it's not just because it's multidimensional information, right? Yes. It's yes. not always about physical textbooks and data. Yes. But or numbers, but you know, it might be like a feeling that you get that you embody. Is it possible that uh, we could invite you again to join us next sure. time? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, because uh, I'm sure after this conversation. We have a ton more <laughs> questions for you because you probably know more than us. Thank you, Mason. Okay, thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, Mason, for opening up about this. I can imagine it must have been quite strange to talk about your experiences to a total stranger, especially a topic that is mostly shunned. 
by even the hardcore paranormal experiencers. As Mason mentioned, he has started to focus on healing. He currently offers services on healing and spiritual development sessions. That's what, how he phrased it. Uh, to give a short description of what he does, I'm just going to read off uh, something he sent me. It involves a repair and healing of all your energetic anatomies like the aura, uh, soul, chakras, grounding cord, meridians, uh, and all that. So if you want to know more, of course, you can reach him at ascensionjourney444 at gmail.com. I'll post this uh, email in the show notes as well. Personally, I have not seen a reptilian and I do not intend (laughs) to see one. You can do your own research into them if you wish, uh, although in general they are portrayed in a negative light. You be the judge. Uh, I've talked to other people on Discord and they say that there are other more evolved and more, um, let's say, non-hostile reptilians, but in general they are portrayed and uh, seen in that negative light. If you want to know more about ETs, I suggest you do research on CE5 and Dr. Stephen Greer. You can try to also search for Lou Elizondo and the disclosure he's been a proponent of. Uh, They're supposedly from uh, different camps in the UFO community, but uh, you can check and discern which side you uh, lean more into. I'll post some other interesting links about ETs in the show notes below. A particularly interesting interview with a journalist named uh, Ross Colt Hart. So that's an interesting interview also if you want to learn more about ETs. If you are going to ask me if I believe in ETs, yes, I do. When uh, I started watching X-Files, I've been a believer probably since then. Actually, Acknowledging the fact that we evolved from apes, I'm also open to the fact that in other worlds where uh, the climate is different, where there are different conditions, maybe different species evolved or several of them evolved into non-human intelligence. Is that too much of a reach to imagine? I've heard of ETs that are dolphins, cat-like ETs, amphibious ETs, um, ETs that look like lions. Uh, ETs that are octopi. What if the evolution of the planet they were in fostered a different species to evolve more than others? These are questions I ask myself every so often. And the hard part for me to digest in what I hear and what I watch online sometimes is, why Earth? What is so special about Earth that they are here? Intervening or supporting our progress. Although I do not doubt the experiences of the people I've talked to, of course. I personally question, why Earth? Why is it supposedly integral in the development uh, of the galactic community? So, again, for those who just believe in ghosts, elementals, and uh, angels, this is uh, something new to think about. But that's just me. If you wish to continue the discussion online, you can hop into our Discord community where we have a chat room specifically for extraterrestrials. We can continue our hypotheses and speculations there. Tinfoil hatters are allowed. A shout out to Sam again for dropping by and joining the chat with Mason. If you want to know more about Sam and his condition, I'll link his past show, of course, in the show notes. If you feel you want to hear more 
of Sam, he also has a podcast um, where he talks about non-paranormal topics. I am there though as a guest in his Halloween episode. So there's probably one paranormal-themed episode in there. The podcast is A Cup of Coffee. I'll post the link in the show notes below. A big thank you to our Patreons. Thank you, sirs and ma'am. Sunny, Pat, Jay, thank you again for all your support. Uh, Sunny, Pat, and Jay, they get our episodes a bit earlier. They also sometimes get exclusive access to some episodes, depending (laughs) if uh, I have the time and I'm able to edit earlier. But thank you guys for and gal for uh, helping and uh, supporting the podcast. If you have experienced ETs and you want to share your story with us, do get in touch with us on Facebook or email us at paranormalsph at gmail.com. If you want to share your story about your ET experiences, we can schedule an interview or just shoot us an email. It's all up to you, whatever you want to disclose. The Paranormal Podcast is engineered and produced by F90 Productions. If you have the time, please leave us a review on your preferred delivery platform. May it be on YouTube or the podcast platform you are using to listen to us. A like, a subscribe, and a short comment helps energize us to keep doing the podcast. Think of it as Goku collecting his energy ball. I also heard this week that Spotify will start putting a star rating for podcasts. So if you are listening and you already have that feature... Please give us a rating of your choice. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you for listening, and please stay safe. Ang haba na nung extra. Wala na munang latak listeners portion ngayon, ha? Okay, bye-bye. Maganda, 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 gambi, latak listeners! Thank you sa mga nag-feedback tungkol sa boses ko. Napaghalata tuloy yung pagka-self-centered ko. Pero honest question naman yun. So, thank you sa mga nag-feedback. Sa totoo lang, madami pa ako questions kay Mason, eh, di ba? Pero I think nakasingit lang kami sa schedule niyo nun, so di ko na natanong. Hopefully, maybe in a future episode, we can ask him again to join us. Let's see. Nasa Discord, actually, si Mason. So you can look for him there. I think he replied sa protection chat room where I posted about his services. Ganon. Mapapansin nyo in future episodes, magtatanong pa rin ako sa mga psychics na makakausap ko about ETs. Pero karamihan talaga sa nakakaramdam ng multo, elementals, angels... Hindi nila matanggap yung ETs. And yun talaga, uh, difficulty rin ng mga kahit normal listeners na wala nararamdaman. Parang yung concept ng ETs parang masyadong sci-fi. Kung napanood nyo yung documentary ni Dr. Stephen Greer, which I think is titled Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, ang sinasabi kasi nila doon, merong propaganda to make people who are experiencers feel na parang siraulo sila. 
na tumiktim para i-discredit yung mga sinasabi na. And meron rin doon, again, kung napanood nyo yung documentary na yun, merong paid, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> yun yung sinasabi nila, merong paid journalists and people, experts, scientists, to discredit the existence of ETs. So, nagsisinungaling ba sila? Nagsasabi sila ng totoo? Hindi natin alam. We will never know until it is really exposed. Diba? Actually, personally, kahit hindi pa ako nakaka-experience ng ET, dahil manhid nga ako, mas naniniwala lang talaga ako na let's say, mas sa logical side ng brain ko. Diba? Na, gaya yung sabi ko kanina, imposibleng planet lang natin yung nagkaroon ng evolved life form with means to explore outer space. Diba? Posibleng ibang conditions doon, ibang species ang nag-evolve, diba? iba rin yung kanilang development. Hindi natin alam. Medyo marami pa actually development sa ET sa mga kwento in the future. Especially kay Olivia, meron yan. So, abangan nyo na lang sa future episodes. Shout out, syempre, sa ating masusugid na LLs sa LL Chatroom. Uh, malamang nakamute na sa maraming <laughs> Discord peeps. Paalala ko lang sa ating masugid na LL peeps na pag nag-tangent tayo sa ibang chatroom, uh, pagkailipat na lang sa LL chatroom ang usapan. Kasi baka, para makatulong lang sa mga nagbabackread. Kasi yung, uh, I appreciate yung gaguhan, pero baka nga yung iba na baguhan or hindi sanay magbasa o ayaw magbasa na ma- mga kalokohan, uh, baka yun nga. So, let's let's transfer it to the LL chatroom. Si Teacher, Father, Pastor, EJ, ikaw na bahala magpulis ng mga ano natin. Ah. Yan na muna. Uh, kung, kung ikaw na bibigay ng assignment ako, yan ang ano ko sa'yo. Assignment ko sa'yo. <laughs> Up to you kung gusto mo i-take on ang task. Hindi naman siya forced. Madam Gaida Jade 77 Malapit na po ang Pasko. Pag may nakaaway po kayo, huwag po sano kayong manakal sa kaaway nyo. Okay? Relax lang. Okay? <laughs> ah, sa mga na- sumusunod sa LL Peeps, malalaman nyo kung ano yung sabihin nun. Pasensya na sa inside jokes. Pero yun nga, ang LL ay puro inside jokes. So, sorry na lang. On a serious note naman, I'm recording this a day after Typhoon Odette hit the Philippines. As of checking, wala pa rin clear na balita kung anong uh, areas ang tinamaan ng grabe and kung anong areas na sobrang napinsala. Uh, ang nabasa ko lang is kung anong airports yung operational, ano yung roads na passable. Uh, so, if any of our listeners, alam ko si Teach nasa Davao yan, tahimik nga ang Discord niya dahil feeling ko wala siyang internet access. Pero, if any of our listeners out there have been hit and need any sort of help, reach out lang kayo and maybe I can coordinate a fund drive. Kailangan ko lang aralin paano gawing super transparent para walang dudahan, di ba? Pero I hope it doesn't get to that. But again, we are willing to organize anything if it will help uh, kahit hindi listeners, kahit ibang tao. Kung may nakita kayong gusto kayong tulungan, sabihin nyo lang, let's try to let's try to work together, di ba? That's what the community is for. So ayun, meron tayong Christmas episode, hindi nga lang Christmas ang theme. Hindi uh, ko na rin announce sa uh, Facebook at ano kasi para surprise. Tsaka <laughs> feeling ko controversial para sa iba. So, yun na lang. May yun ang Merry Christmas. So, sa 25 meron. Uh, suggestion ko, huwag nyo pakinggan on that day. Pakinggan nyo na lang sa day after. Spend the time with your family. 
Nilabas ko lang dahil uh, para makabawa sila ng episode. May nag-comment sa Discord na naging comedy daw yung huling LL. Pasensya na po. Uh, frustrated comedian ako eh. <laughs> Narealize ko lang na hindi ako ganun nakakatawa. So, ayun pala naalala ko. Uh, meron pala ako naging project pre-pandemic na hindi ko naasikaso nung nag-start na yung lockdown. Nasa YouTube siya. Siyempre, comedy konti. Uh, title niya is Hari ng Kalsada. Um, post ko yung link sa show notes. Kung, kung gusto nyong medyo maiksing kakakatawang content, well, ako, natawa ako nung pinapanood ko. <laughs> Gaya na sabi ko, self-centered nga. Panoorin nyo na lang. Tignan nyo kung matatawa kayo or ma-enjoy nyo. Kung may feedback, sige, let me know na sa LL naman. Makikinig ako dyan. Uh, pabayaan nyo na ako mag-plug. Minsan lang naman, di ba? Advanced Merry Christmas sa inyong lahat. Sa mga tropang LL. Uh, kailan ba ang Christmas party natin? Sino mo magpaparaffle dyan? <laughs> Pahabol lang pala. Okay. Teryoso ko dun sa Mountain Stories recording natin sa December 28, 8pm. I will invite anyone who wants to join. Magpapost ako ng link sa Discord. Zoom link. Kaya naman up to 100 yan. Sige lang. Kung sino gusto makijoin, uh, go lang. Sama kayo. I mean, sana makasama kayo. Mas masaya pag madami tayo, di ba? Uh, experiment lang naman. Tingnan natin kung kaya ko i-handle lahat nung kung may makulit. Pero yon. Thank you for listening. Ingat kayo. Testing, testing. S-L-L. Are you present?